What's happening, everybody? Look at me. I'm all the way on the wrong side of the screen. No, I'm not. I'm not on the wrong side. I'm on the right side or the left side. I don't know. Welcome. Welcome back, everybody. There we go. I fixed it. I have, uh, but I'm going to have to put it back. Why do you ask? Welcome back, everybody. I'm all over the place, but welcome back to an all-new episode of Low Value Mail on this Tuesday, March 28th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Which one? We don't know. We might get to it. We might find out which one eventually. But for now, we don't know. Welcome back, everybody. I was uh, I was off last week, as you know. I went to go see a uh, ice hockey match. Went all the way out to fucking Long Island to watch the Toronto Maple Leafs get the absolute shit kicked out of them. Was it worth it? Probably not. But anyways, we're back. We're in the saddle. Uh, as you can see, we have a great new overlay. Shout out to our boy Dave from Canada for making us this uh, nifty little new overlay. We, we, we made it a little, a little sleeker, if you will. That's what I told him. I said, make the old one, but like this one, make it like a Ferrari. This is what he did. This is what he has for us. So uh, we got a great show for you tonight. We have a guest uh, tonight. Our guest is futurist Steve Factor. He is the host of the McFuture podcast. He's an author. He's a podcaster. He also runs a business incubator that has worked with multiple Fortune 100 businesses. But mostly my intrigue, the thing that piqued my interest with him, uh, I follow him on Twitter. He's a good follow. Go give him a shout. It's uh, Idea Factory, I believe. I didn't write that down, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but with a K for Factory because the last name is Factor. But he's a futurist. Uh, we all hope to be alive in the future. So I figured what what a what a great great mix. Uh before we get started, everyone, uh, I have some uh announcements, some of them more exciting than the others. So, announcement uh as always, please just, you know, like and subscribe if you're listening to this wherever you're listening to this. Um leave a review, you know, just do whatever the thing. If you're watching it right now, like it, subscribe, just all the all the stuff that you know that you could do. Just do one of those things. And then, as always, we've got an after show uh, today at 11 p.m. As always, our subscriber after show. It's a fun time. It's just a hang. We hang out. We uh, we watch we watch videos. I get copyright claims. Um, we just we have a good time. It's a good time. I highly recommend checking that out. You can sign up. Go over to uh, patreon.com slash lowvaluemail, lowvaluemail.locals.com, or uh, become a scrote over here on uh, YouTube. Become a scrote, and uh, you can uh, join join the, the, the channel, and, and you get access to other stuff. So anyways, there's that. Um, one more thing we have. Oh, yeah, there's also a free trial of the Patreon right now, so you can sign up risk-free. Can't go wrong. It's literally free podcasts, although most podcasts are free. But you know what I mean. It's the extra parts that are free. Um, tomorrow night, no episode of The Bathhouse. I am going to be in uh, Rutherford, New Jersey with uh, Lou Perez. Uh, he has a panel show called The Wrong Take. It's at the Williams Center in Rutherford, New Jersey, starts at 8 p.m. There's still some tickets remaining. If you want to come check me out there, I'm going to try and get the bathhouse uh, set up to be on this week only on Thursday. Uh, 
but I don't know about it yet, so I will keep you all updated in the Discord or whatever that is. Also, April 22nd, if you are in uh, Morris Plains, New Jersey, I'm going to be headlining uh, the club there, the Dojo East. Uh, there's tickets available on my link tree because I don't have a website. Uh, pro- should I get a website? Probably. Probably white. Okay. Um, and then our most exciting news. This is so exciting. I can't believe this. This is... So I... We have a lot of Canadian uh, viewers, listeners of the show. We have a lot of Canadian viewers, okay? I myself grew up in Canada. I am from Canada. And what a lot of Canadian people know, and what a lot of Americans probably don't know, is that we get the short end of the, the stick a lot, right? And so, for example, there's just all these things that is just worse living in Canada, like, for example, if you want to call in to your favorite call-in show, your favorite YouTube call-in show, Low Value Mail, you might have to pay uh, you might have to pay long-distance fees. Who believes that such a thing even exists anymore? But yes, you might have to pay for long-distance. That might be something that you may have to do uh, because they're different countries. You are, they go, you're calling a different country. Give us some money. But not any longer because Low Value Mail officially has an 800 number. Holy shit, everybody. Check it out. The new number for low-value mail is one 2969 The phone lines are not open, by the way. I just wanted to pop that up so you could see that we officially have an 800 number. Uh, if you are a Euroscrot or Australian, this doesn't help you at all. Uh, this doesn't help you even in the least bit. So for you, I'm sorry, but for my Canadian family, you can now call in for free. Uh, someone says, a f- Nameless Wallaby says a free triple eight number is pretty low value. It cost me way more than the other one. I, I They give you a vanity options too. They had all these vanity options. By the way, I have terrible allergies uh, today, which blows, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. But if you hear me sniffling, it's just um, horrible allergies. But I, I was looking at the uh, I was looking at the vanity numbers before and I couldn't get a good vanity number because they offered you like I was trying to get like one triple eight scrotes or something. And uh, but no dice, none of that stuff. So anyways, um, yes, someone says you can leave voicemails. The only thing is just make a note because I fucked with the voicemails. So the there is no voicemail greeting. It just plays like some little bit of music that I and I was trying to find out where I stashed it. Because it's through Zoom and it's all very uh, complicated. So uh, yes, you can leave voicemails, but currently the voicemail greeting you gotta is like you'll you'll see what I mean if you call it. But uh, you just just it gives you the option to leave a voicemail. Also, there's like um like a, a menu in it. You gotta press one to get through to low value mail because that's how it works. Uh, so, anyways, that is where we're at. New exciting things happening over uh here at low value mail and you know what we're just gonna we're just gonna get to the show because we have a very interesting guest um this evening i guess i could talk about another white man shooting up a school but i don't want to get into that i feel like turn on fox news or cn i feel like every fucking news site is just gonna be covering that also shout out to everybody over on rumble uh, who's watching right now uh, appreciate you all so you know what without further ado please everyone uh welcome my guest uh futurist steve factor just one second steve i gotta do this all myself as i mentioned 
Hold on. Uh, jackpot. Steve, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hear me? Oh, yes, I can hear you. Welcome to the show, Steve. Uh, hold on. I got I got to move my video over now. See, because I started off on the left hand side and then now I got to move it back. OK, welcome to the show, Steve. I appreciate you coming on, uh, taking your time. So I found you on Twitter. You're a, you're an active tweeter. You're a, a futurist is 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 how you, I guess, describe yourself on on Twitter. But you're yeah, because the alternatives are way worse. You what know, what are uh, the alternatives? Forecaster, uh, scenario planner, projectionist. It's I guess <laughs> all just things that are right, right, horrible, horrible. Less yeah. less less entertaining than that. Okay, so um, your futures. You have a podcast called uh, the McFuture Podcast. Yeah, correct. Uh, you also have a newsletter. A lot of things. Yep. So. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with, you know, AI, which I imagine you might you must be uh, into a lot of that stuff. So I guess w w what are because you sent me a list and I was going over a bunch of a bunch of uh, things that, that you sent me. So I guess well, let's start with what are you most concerned about uh, for the future at the moment? Well, I think the the part that uh, people are underestimating, you mentioned AI. The thing that's most scary to me is not so much, uh, you know, the idea of this all-knowing thing uh, taking over the world. It's outsourcing work to something that is really at its core stupid because it doesn't know why it's doing anything. But because the economics are so favorable, everyone's going to have to do it. So the example I, I I've been using is, like if you have two designers, right? Let's say you have uh, Danny Polishok, uh, you know, design uh, agency. Yeah. And then you have AI uh, subscription service. Uh, Danny Polishok agency is going to produce this really cool idea. And it's way better than whatever AI is going to produce. But it's going to take you a week to do it. And we have to pay a guy who's basically a meat sack who has to consume food and, and waste all this time and iterate and send emails back and forth. Or I can hand it to something that is less interesting and probably, you know, less controversial. And sure. that thing is going to do it in 10 minutes, an hour. I don't know, some, some fraction of what you could do that. So what we're looking at is potentially a narrowing of the Overton window at scale. So like scale enforcement of um, life, of all things, you know, monitoring technology. So, you know, like all these cameras are being hooked up in New York City. Yeah. All that stuff is going to be automated, all, all the monitoring, all the ticketing. Um, and it, it's a slow process, but eventually all those things get connected. So to me, it's the economics behind it that, and the basically soulless enforcement of things, that's the part that really concerns me most. Okay. And are, are you, uh, you, are you like worried that it's moving too fast? Do you have any, um, thoughts on the, cause some people, I mean, the whole AI stuff, this was uh, new, not new, but, you know, ChatGPT, which is like kind of, I guess, the main one was new in like November. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a chart that's been going around for years that shows how many 
years it took all these different technologies to get to 100 million users mm -hmm. and this one is uh the latest edition and it's uh, like you know it's a, almost like a vertical line in terms of you know how quickly it's going to that number and it just it's completely frictionless so yeah it's going to be interesting and you know i think the it's just full of unintended consequences and so i'm i'm not scared per se it's just once it starts getting connected to things just because it's cheaper and the economics are so favorable that's when it becomes dangerous and even even like um in an innocuous space like content right yeah I, you know already like you know when podcasting let's use that as an example was uh when it was young you know you could stand out you could have all these independent uh, guys or mostly white guys let's face it according to the blogs yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. doing podcasts <laughs> doing podcasts and then um what happens is corporate sees you know sees the the activity sees the action they start organizing corporatizing hiring people and just throwing tons of cash at this really small nascent industry and buries these small creators in volume now imagine the next set of burial happening with AI generated content. So now even the corporate stuff is going to be uh, in a sea of AI generated content. So I think you're almost going to have to have an AI sifting facility on the other side. You'll, you're, you're, so the next innovation is going to be AI consumption of content in addition to AI generation of content. What do you in mean, order to just sorry to cut you off what do you mean by ai consumption of content of content so we we know the generation side right it, it, there's gonna be tons of stuff just you know like uh, automation of of you know uh images and 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 text and all the stuff that that's going to happen that could be generated you know you can auto tweet into infinity sure. with an ai now what you're gonna need then is a on the other side an ai that says okay all this stuff is being generated. Which of this is important? Which of this matters? So you almost need to summarize it and synthesize it and turn it into something useful to see or, or to parse out and clean out all the stuff that is irrelevant. So a lot of the stuff that we now have to do manually, because before, like, like, you know, like AI we, spam almost and not just spam, it's just deciding what is real what matters what just to to sift through the sheer volume of everything like a, a good analogy would be like if we're um if we're just doing um uh, you know in the let's say the 60s or 70s you're watching uh Walter Cronkite Walter Cronkite figures out what news is important and tells that to you. Now, we could debate whether that was a great model or not, but but that was an era where you had the single source of filtering. Right. Now, the, this era, we're doing all our own filtering because now no one believes anything and, and there's so many sources. It's all fragmented. There's tons of information. So now it's all on us to decide, well, what's important, what is it? But once there's this next level of content, this next level of volume of uh, AI-generated stuff that is free to produce, essentially, it's just pure, pure volume and pure synthesis, now you're going to need some help on the other side to figure out, well, which of this matters and which of this is even real. So uh, okay. so I think that that sorting and sifting 
technology is going to come. We're, we're not there yet. It's still very early. None of this stuff has been plugged into, you know, like there's no way as far as I know, I mean, there's bots on Twitter, but there's no way to actually connect chat GPT to auto tweet, you know, in, in, into infinity. Right. But, but that probably will, will be... in not long. I yeah. It's a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Yeah. Um, interesting. And so I, there's a few other things, uh, because you, you sent me a few of your kind of b bigger blogs. So you're because uh, I kind of am uh, similar about this. You're worried about the the population. You think because everybody always complains it's overpopulation, right? That seems to be the general worry. But it seems yeah. more likely that's the opposite. Yeah. So th this this is really like under discussed. And I, I'm not really sure why, because a lot of the stuff that we're seeing now are symptoms of shrinkage. And, and what I mean by that is I wrote about that like in 2014, but the idea is that, you know, in about 50 to hundred years, the population starts to taper off and then decline. Yeah. And already the aging is happening in all of the Western countries. The, the average age in Japan is now close to 49, if not over 49. Yeah. There's more, uh, there's Germany, more old people than young people there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Germany's at 48, like all of these countries are aging so fast. So they have very few workers to support all of these retirees and all of these heavy handed social programs that exist. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not against social programs, but you know, like when you've got, when you used to have four to six workers for every retiree. And now you're gonna have um, one to two workers for every retiree. That's a that's a problem. And all of them are expecting healthcare and all of them are expecting some sort of benefits. And Europe especially, and you just saw this with the riots in France, uh, they basically told them, you're going to have to work an extra two years because they have to push retirement yeah. up uh, by a couple of years. So it's like, oh, now you have to work two more years uh, and, and they don't like to work over there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not that hard. <laughs> I, I was just in France uh, in the summer and that was yeah, very much the vibe where you're like, what does anybody do here? Yeah, and I, I don't blame them. Listen, it's it, it's a culture. It works. You know, they've got cafes. They've got croissants. What else do you need? Uh, that's all the food groups as far as I know. And cheese. Uh, there's also cheese. Cheese. Uh, there's cheese. Exactly. Mayonnaise. That's that's pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> what what is the solution or not solution? But I guess in your mind, like, is is that just like an inevitability, the depopulation stuff? Or is there because I, well, I can't it remember is... who, who I I listened to a podcast. Can't remember who it was, but basically the guy was he was talking about this, but he was saying like the damage is done because even if you start trying to birth your way out of this problem, like yeah, you the, can't. There's you know, no birthing like, out of it. There's no birthing out of it. So uh, there's a bunch of countries that I've been looking. at. I'm doing this on my next episode, uh, but uh, there's um, uh, I was looking at uh, South Korea, uh, Hungary, Russia. Um, Poland and they all did programs very extensive and very expensive programs they can barely budge the number it's just it's a structural thing it's like once you start uh, you know once you start earning a certain amount of money once kids uh, are no longer a necessity for survival it just it, 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 that's just the path of modern uh, countries it, it's just what it is now there's an unnatural path also that China has because China's aging too and that's because of the one child policy so they 
they literally just don't have enough people to, even if they started procreating like bunnies, to uh, make up the numbers that they're losing through aging. Interesting. So, so it's it's a huge problem, and so the, you know, and the reason it's a problem is everything we have is built around growth. Like if you think about all the stuff they promise us, you know, oh, just invest in S&P 500, 10% a year for, you know, for decades, it's it's earned, or since since the 1920s or 30s, uh, you get 10% a year. So all of the calculations for retirement are based on that assumption or some sort of, just one you know, big Ponzi growth scheme, rate. essentially. It, <laughs> it is, well, it, I, I wouldn't call it a Ponzi Not a, not a say, literal yeah. Ponzi scheme, but yeah, like every everything's just because the thing is, everybody obviously hates the Federal Reserve and you know, or not everybody, but lots of people are like they're screwing everything up. But they're also the reason why everything kind of is the way it is in terms of like, you know, values of stuff. So it's like if you were because people are like, we just got to abolish the Fed and you're like. If you just kind of pull that string, it's not going to be like, oh. No, there's no one string to be pulled. And it's very naive to think this thing is so complicated. And the, yeah, the crazy thing is it like even our debt, like the whole concept is you keep growing and the debt becomes a smaller and smaller percentage of the economy. But instead, we're now growing the debt and the economy or the consumption level is going to shrink because as you get older, you consume less and less stuff. That's why advertisers advertise, you know, uh, what is it? uh, 25 to 49. That's their, that's that's their age group. Yeah. Because after that, your, your consumption levels start to to taper off. Interesting. So, so yeah, so all of the assumptions are everything is built for for growth, and and I think that um, you know there's really one. I, I hesitate to call it a solution, but it really is the only thing that could offset this. So if you look at, I told you about average ages in in all these uh, developed countries. Yeah. Then you look at the developed age, the the developing country ages, and you look at like Africa. Oh my God, their their median age is like sixteen in some of these countries, uh, like like under twenty, and is these it, are it, huge. These are huge co- countries in Africa. You're saying. Yeah, huge country. So, so really, the only available offset for the aging and the degrowth of the Western and and not just Western, but but the developed world, is if the consumption levels of the developing world uh, outstrip it in terms of growth. So basically, Africa has to consume more faster than we stop consuming. Uh, because of aging. Okay. So and, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So Africa has to consume. Yeah, yeah. Like the the rate, the difference. I guess. Yeah, I w- I w- and they're the only ones who have the numbers. They're the only ones who have like crazy. I mean, like the 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 percentage of people that are in their like teens and twenties is ridiculous. I mean, there's nothing like it in the Western world. And are they going to try and just uh, you think countries are going to try and fix it with just like immigration kind of thing? Like where they just allow. Yeah. And, and this is why I like the U.S.'s prospects compared to other Western countries. Like there's nothing you can do to a person to make them Japanese. Like there is no surgery. Yeah, that's a there's tough. No... That's a tough culture to <laughs> integrate into for sure. Yeah. And, and, and even Germany and all these places, you know, like they're they're loosely speaking ethno state you know because if you can't 
convincingly say, hey, this new person that we're bringing in is going to uphold the history and traditions and culture of our country. If you can't confidently say that, then that immigrant isn't really going to continue whatever your culture is still going to die off. You're just going to have a different group of people dominate the population. Sure. And yeah, there's uh, I mean, there's a lot of people who don't who are very much against that uh, in most countries in the world. Um, yeah. But... And, and that's why the U.S. has that advantage, because we're more or less based on an idea, you know, capitalism. That's 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 it. So, you know, if you come from the hood, you come from another country, you come from, you know, some poor southern town and you work your way up and you, you know, you earn enough money, you can get into circles and hang out on Puffy's boat. You know, like right. there's a there's a progression there that you can and not everyone it's it's not uh, it's common enough. It's not the norm, but it's but it common can happen, enough for, for sure. Yes. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I'm i not from here. I'm from Canada, which is close enough. But even the difference between uh, America and Canada is like like it's fairly noticeable in terms of op opportunity. Um, yeah, uh, I'm from Ukraine. And by the way, uh, <laughs> that sentence has never in the history of mankind had a chance of getting you laid up until this uh, war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were born but, there? Uh, I was. Yeah. I came here uh, when I was a little kid. I came here when I was six years old. Cool. Um, so uh, you had one of your uh, things. And we're going to open the phone lines in, in a few minutes and let people if, if they want to chime in. If yeah. They any, if they have any questions for you or anything, um, but you had this uh, your your Kardashian success secret. This is your, yeah. your universal success formula. So the show is called Low Value Mail, but we had a lot of we have a lot of smart people watching this. But it never hurts when you know we can help them with some sort of um, improvement uh, in some in some way. So I, I guess tell me about this. Yeah, there's you know like the by the way, sorry I to cut you off. Does this involve? uh performing in a pornographic video no no okay, so, so uh, anyone not, can do this anyone can do this uh but yes. you can do it in porn as well it, okay choose your choose your weapon is is what i'm saying all right but but the um the idea is that what why i've changed my mind about the kardashians because like i i literally use them as a punching bag like everyone else in my blogs and and you know and podcasts or whatever in the past mm -hmm. and then i just kind of came around because what i love about them is they're a perfect distillation of this formula which is basically success is 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 three things effort talent and luck right so you know and not in equal proportions. I think effort is probably closer to 50% and talent and luck are about 25% each. You think they're and equal the, factors, talent and luck? I probably actually would agree with that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I would put them as equal, but I would. But there's one caveat, and this is the, the part that you, know, you and I are proving right now, which is to some extent you can manufacture your own luck just by putting yourself out there. You know, you tweet enough, you 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 talk enough, you put up enough clips and Danny Polishuk will find you on the internet. Sure. You know? And so I so I think that there's um you know, there's an element where putting yourself consistently into situations changes the luck formulation and and turns that in your favor into effort essentially. 
Yeah. So even though you're not directly controlling it, you're indirectly con- um, In, influencing it. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people like I meet a lot of people who are like, you know, want to do uh, they'll be like, oh, how do I do like a podcast or whatever? And they'll and I mean, I've been guilty of this myself like in the past where you're so just bogged down in like this, the, the idea and the strategy that you're like, just never make it, you know? Yeah. Like you just like, you just talk about it so much and you're thinking about it nonstop and you're like, you're better off just doing it and putting something out there that was like, you know, 10% worse than what the perfect solution would have been. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and even that, you know, you, yeah, you, it gives you a chance to iterate. It gives you it gives you all kinds of opportunity. And that's where the luck com, comes from. And so the reason I like them and the reason I like that, who's that fat load uh, non-rapper guy? The uh, who's DJ Khaled? DJ Khaled, so DJ yeah, Khaled yeah. is is like it's even more interesting than the Kardashians because he doesn't even have the looks. Yeah. So he is the ultimate distillation of effort. Yeah, that's it. And because he, there's no talent. talent. I guess he's talent. You, you I mean, say he's no talent. I don't. I mean, no, I imagine I mean, maybe there's something there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I know he's probably made beats on a song I know of, but I couldn't name it. Um, exactly. Yes, but but again, making beats is something. It's almost. I would put that more into the skill category than like t- natural talent. It's not like a Whitney Houston voice of course, where he could just come out there and belt it out. Yeah, yeah. Or like Dr. There's Dr. no God given like thing. Doctor Dre or something. Um. Okay, Steve. I'm gonna right. open the phone lines. We're just gonna open them up, and then uh, we can we can continue on. And then if anybody wants to call in, you can call yeah. in to the new low value mail phone number. It's a one triple eight nine four nine two nine six nine extension one. You have to dial an extension because that's how it works. Don't ask me why. Um, okay, phone lines are open, everybody. If you want to call in, so what? Uh, what do you think about the this? Uh, I haven't really discussed this much on, on my show, but what do you think about the entire TikTok thing? I imagine you must have. Um, yeah. So it's a fairly I guess we're in. Yeah, like around 2020, I I started, uh, uh, you know, just looking into it. And then, you know, I, I I went in, someone sent me a TikTok link and I went in and even though I didn't have an account or anything, immediately started showing me like all these things that completely sucked me. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this, 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 there's something going on here. There's something different about this. And as I flipped through the videos, what I realized is I think it's a demoralization tool. You know, it's a mass retardation technology. Uh, and, <laughs> Can you and hold so, that thought? So, actually, I just got a call right here. We're going to take a call. Yeah. All right. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Hey, Danny. Hey, what's hey, up? Hey, Steve. How's it going? Who, no, who, who is this? Oh, this is Sam from San Diego. Sam from San Diego. Sorry, one second. I just got a, the way this. Yeah, yeah I just got to patch you. Hold on. Uh, there we go. Okay. You're connected. Sorry about that. Uh, the, the way that this works is I got to patch the calls. Okay. Uh, Sam from San Diego. You're on the line with Steve. Can you hear each other? Yes. Hey, Steve. Hey, how are you? Good. Okay. So uh, my wife dad but we're we're pretty close with my wife's family we all live in a small town outside of san diego and he's like in the past few years gotten really into uh QAnon. he's like uh flat earther he, he believes everything basically and there's no talking him out of it he 
he only believes stuff that he reads online. Like there's no amount of mm. uh, proof you can give him to change his mind. And I'm just wondering with AI, like as it becomes more authentic and hard to distinguish from reality, like when there's just, couldn't they just create so much fake content that it would be virtually impossible to tell what is misinformation or not? Yeah. You know, it, it's funny because a lot of the stuff that's happening now, I see it as sort of like an appetizer for a future where facts are, you know, everyone talks about how facts are relevant, but one of the things that's happened and, you know, the, you know, it's funny that, that you mentioned, uh, sorry to hear, by the way, about your, your dad. Uh, it's, it, it's a problem, but that was also my aha moment. You know, I realized at some point in like 2017, when I heard about flat earth theory, I was like, wait a minute, nothing about that belief system will affect your life. You will still get your Grubhub deliveries, you uh, the supermarket will still sell you stuff, the airline will still fly you to where you need to go. So we've completely decoupled survival from knowledge. And that decoupling is playing out in almost everything. And so as we virtualize further, it becomes even more, it untethers us completely. And, and, you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, as time goes on, we're going to be more fact-driven. Clearly that hasn't been the case, but now it's going to accelerate. And you're right. AI is going to, uh, to accelerate that because now it's all going to be belief driven and none of your beliefs will affect your survival. So you will still be able to like, look at, you know, what happened during the recession. We gave uh, what two, $2,000 checks or maybe three, $2,000 checks. And people say, fuck it. I'm not working anymore. And they just didn't show up for, for work for two and a half years. Uh, so, uh, so it, we're just that close to people saying, okay, we're not interested in facts. We could believe anything we want to believe and still find a way to survive. That's a crazy prospect because it unlocks all kinds of crazy beliefs. So yeah, you're right. And once you tie that into, um, uh, uh, you know, deep fakes, once you tie it into basically auto-generated movies, at some point, every person is going to see a, a bespoke movie exactly as they liked. Or, you know, like I, I wrote about this a while back, there was uh, uh, called, uh, what was it called? Uh, called something about uh, the next evolution of music or the music singularity. And Spotify knows exactly the songs you like, where you tune out, where you turn up the volume, all of that. They can very soon, I don't know if it's going to be Spotify or someone else, manufacture songs specifically to your liking that have only the parts that you like. And the same thing will happen eventually with movies. So yeah, it is a uh, mass opiate on a level that uh, we haven't seen despite the many mass opiates we already have. Yeah, it, and it sounds like it's something that we'll all be susceptible to. Also, like no matter how smart you are, you might be fooled. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know, like uh, you know, kind of a, a dumbed down version of it is like when people retweet something that you know, like those those uh, videos that were cut up specifically to outrage people. Like remember that Covington kid? Like that people were like retweeting it. All these people writing think pieces on Washington Post, and eventually they got sued because the situation wasn't what 
was represented uh, in in clips. And so now imagine those clips aren't even real at all. They're not yeah. even edited. They're, yeah, they're just yeah, completely they're just, manufactured. Yeah, that is that is pretty crazy that the people will just be able to make that stuff up. I mean, I've seen some so, like for the most part, the AI stuff right now doesn't like I don't feel like I'm getting fooled too much by it, but I can see how I mean, I make these like com these joke videos that literally sometimes I'm like, I can't believe a person would think this is real. And there'd be like yeah. thousands of people who think it's real. No, but we've we've crippled people. We so so this this is a, a serious problem. Like no one like our education system does not prepare us for this world. Like it's still built for kind of like a, a mass employment model. It's like, hey, you know, you, you go to school, you go to this next level, you you check all your boxes and you go to either a corporate job or you go to some, you know, uh, medical field or, or some other thing. And those fields still exist to some extent, but none of it teaches you how to create your own thing, how to self-motivate, how to resist all of this bullshit that comes flying at us. And that's the part. So I think the evolutionary uh, successes are going to be the resistors, people who can resist the video games, the pot, the porn, the, you know, the, like the, the mass consumption of media, like that is the gene that will be the difference between a future success and a failure. Basically just, yeah. The, the people who have any sort of discipline on this kind of thing. Yeah. The ones. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Sam? Uh, thanks for answering my question. Hey, Danny, love your stand-up, love all your content. I'm an uh, animator. Oh, cool. I work mostly in advertising, but if you ever need any uh, like intros animated or anything, I'll hit yeah, you man. up. Yeah, hit me up, dude. Send me a DM yeah. or something. All right. All right, cool. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, that was Sam. Uh, I am still figuring out how the hell I, I lost your – well, I didn't lose your video, but – I'm still trying to figure out this whole uh, Zoom thing. Uh, that was Sam. So, yeah, I I think that is he has somewhat of a valid point there with the fact that uh, the amount of people who are easily fooled and then the ease of which we're going to be able to fool them moving forward is going to be increasing pretty exponentially. Well, and that's the thing the the critical thinking tool isn't there either. You know, like if you're. You know, if you're the average C student, you're like, and it's kind of weird what we've created now where a lot of C students or people who weren't formally educated are critically thinking themselves into conspiracies. And then the people who are educated are also going into conspiracies blindly because they're just believing the sources that they thought were accredited. And, you know, they're like, oh, New York Times said it, then it must be true. Washington Post said it must be true. So like they're taking for granted their education. They're just joining a team and taking their boxes. And then the people, the other people are like, well, now it's time to critically think. I'm like, what happened in school? Why didn't you critically think then? Like, right. oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. do it now. They didn't quite teach them. Yeah, I'm, uh, there's this guy who actually, because you were talking about Flat Earther, it came up and there's this, this guy, his name's Flat Earth Dave. And he's like a big Flat Earth guy. And I, I'm going to bring him on the show, but I like... Uh, just because I like I don't think the earth is flat, but it's interesting <laughs> the way like the arguments and a lot of his videos too. like if you watch a lot of his videos, like it'll be like he basically says something. And if you're talking to somebody who's not like an expert or at least, you know, doesn't have like a decent understanding of this stuff, they can't really refute anything you say because you're like, well, yeah, I technically don't know like how 
gravity yeah. works. Like I'm not a physicist. Right. It sounds science or science adjacent. And you're yeah. like, all right, I guess. Yeah, but I yeah. am I am <laughs> like I am just from a entertainment perspective certainly fascinated with the flat earth stuff. Uh okay, we we got uh another call here. Uh, let me take this. Hey, thanks for calling low value mail. Uh who am I speaking with? Hey Danny, uh this is Rich Dick Johnson. Uh, I wanted to ask Rich Dick Johnson. Seems like a fake name. What's that? Danny, I, I missed that first part. What's your What's your name? My name. Rich Johnson. Oh, okay. My name is Rich Dick Johnson. Rich <laughs> Dick Johnson. Rich Dick Johnson. Dick Dick. Dick Dick. Dick Dick. Dick Dick, Dick Dick for, for short. short. All right, but not short. Dick not short. No. I know you have to be rude, but no. I want to know. Like, do you think that flat earthers are hated for no reason? I think they may be onto something. Um, I don't think they're onto anything personally, but I, I agree where I'm like, there's no, like, there's no stakes involved. Like, I don't think there's right. some scenario where we're going to elect a flat earther president where you're like, oh, this might like actually change policy. I just think it's what, how conspiracies used to be where they used to just be like fun and no stakes. And they were just like, it's just like a fun thing. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you, you're right. I, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about that one, except, you know, just like listening to Danny and some some other people talk about it. But what what's interesting is, you know, you don't need a lot of true conspiracies to fuel all the others, you know, and like, for example, like the FDA was paid off to basically promote sugar and say fat was bad. So like that's a real conspiracy that happened. That was uh, corporations, uh, you know, food manufacturers paying off the FDA to basically create a food pyramid that poisoned a lot of people, you know, with sugar. So that's a real conspiracy that actually happened. There's NPR articles. You can look it up. But the the interesting thing is that, you know, you get two, three, four of those sprinkled in. And you can sustain flat earth. You could sustain all the others with just a few of the real ones. It doesn't yeah. take many. I mean, there are conspiracies like there exactly. are real life conspiracies that happen all the time. And then there's conspiracy theories. And sometimes those two things overlap. So then, you know, uh, I mean, it's certainly uh, I think. It, they. Sorry, go ahead. I think they call it muddying the waters, muddying the waters. Yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I I had uh, Jesse Ventura on my podcast a while back, and I, and he told me all of these stories about like guys who were killed that he met with the day before. They told him all this information. They were murdered. I googled my ass off trying to validate these stories. Nothing. Could not find a thing. Really? And, uh, yeah. And so, do you think he's he, making them up, or do you think he's misinformed? He's so convincing and it sounds like uh, it, it sounds so real <laughs> coming from him that and, you know, it, it's hard to say it, it was very hard to say. So on some level, I'm glad guys like him are out there saying stuff that is completely outside the Overton window. But on another level, it's like, you know, like at what point am I qualified to decide if it's crazy or real? I, I, I'm not. I tried. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Interesting. 
Uh, that that help you anything there, uh, Rich Dick? Dick Richard? That helped a lot. That actually helped a lot. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, uh, guys. Take care, man. Have a good one. Later. Take care. You too. Thanks. All right, that was. Oh man, I got to figure out this. I have this thing where in the Zoom it keeps shifting, so then your video frame keeps shifting, which is a huge pain in my ass. But we'll figure it out. Well, I'm uh, a shifty, shifty type of guy. You're a shifty yes. type of guy. So, um, you have a this this incubator thing that I saw. I saw. I was looking at your website. Yeah. Is that? Do you spend a lot of? Is that like what takes up a lot of your time or? Yeah, well, you know, I used to do a lot more of it, but now that, you know, I'm kind of moving more into futurism stuff. So, you know, my main business for the longest time was um, innovation, which is I have this process. I, I don't know how much we want to spend on this, but the four C's of innovation. So it's everything from, you know identifying the opportunities all the way through the execution. Typically for execution, I did a lot of partnerships. So um, finding startups, finding technology partners just to to execute it quicker. Uh, Because having worked in corporate, I realized that unless you do that and you try to build it from scratch internally, it'll never happen. So, so that's, so that's the, the function I, I provided. And um, slowly what started to happen is that front end of it, started getting way more demand. So that that context piece of the four C's. So figuring out what the world is going to look like, figuring out like where the opportunities are. So that's where the futurism stuff came into into focus. So that's becoming more and more, you know, trying to figure out, okay, well, what does the next three to five years look like? And where do we invest? You know, because you have limited resources. So where are you going to put the money? Interesting. Okay. okay. We got another call here. Let me answer this. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. What's up, Daniel? How's it going? Hold on one second here. We just got to patch you in. And we're on the line. Oh, this is such a pain in the ass. But uh, who are we speaking with? Uh, Robert. Robert. What's up, Robert? Hey, Robert. How's it going? Hi, how's it going, Danny? Excellent, excellent. So uh, what's up, Robert? Uh, You have a question for our guest. So, yeah, sorry. One big question. Oh, I had a question for you. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Robert. Oh, we lost him. Oh, no. We lost Robert. Oh, man. That's what you get, Robert, for not asking me a question. Yeah, yeah. Robert done fucked up. Um, so rude. So rude, Robert. We'll get him back. Robert will call back. I uh, I don't know usually the degree to which... Um, this uh sorry i just lost my train of thought i, I gotta figure out how to do you use zoom a lot i know this is a weird question for you to receive as a guest on a show be like do you know how to use this? i do tech support for my parents so <laughs> go ahead <laughs> so, so i'm just so trying to freeze i just need to freeze the uh so it doesn't keep reorganizing the windows yeah there's a view button do you do you see do you have the the view pop up <laughs> Yeah, I do. I have the view pop up. It gives me speaker gallery immersive. I didn't have this issue earlier when I was testing this all out. Um, yeah, for some reason it, it it keeps. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah. What what, well, what is happening? Uh, I just because whenever somebody calls, uh, we'll just deal with this. Don't worry about it. All right, we got a caller. We got another caller. Uh, what, what, what is happening? Oh, hey caller, can you please uh, turn down your thing in the background? Danny, hello. What's up? I got a question for Steve. Yes, go ahead. 
looks like you got to pass him through maybe. No, 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 no now I up. hear you. He's there, he's there. Side note, Danny, why do you keep moving Steve around on your screen? I You're don't. Like that's what I was just talking to him about. Is I don't. Is that <laughs> Zoom keeps reorganizing this thing. Uh, I don't know, man. I spend a lot of time on Zoom every day, and that's never happened to me. I don't use Zoom ever, so I'm a novice Zoomer. I don't like. I literally. Well, maybe if you got a real job instead of being a quote unquote <laughs> podcaster. I, I'm going to get my 83 year old dad to intern for Danny and show him how to do this. He could probably help me. Oh with this no. One thing. <laughs> All right. Well, Danny, I tuned in a little late, so I might have. You guys might have already addressed this, but I wanted to ask Steve what his uh, thoughts are on China and the population collapse. Yeah, we we did touch on it briefly, but uh... yeah, we oh. we talked about it. Yeah, they for the first time announced that uh, uh, their their numbers shrank, and you know, organically, uh, they're in the same boat as Japan. There's no math, really, no mathematical way they can procreate their way out of this. They're gonna they're gonna shrink as a population. They're too so, far behind the eight ball by now. You're yeah, saying. there's no way. Yeah, to make yeah, up for lost time. Yeah, too much of a too high a percentage of their population is too old to procreate already. Like all those, you know, uh, one child uh, uh, policy babies are hitting their 40s. So, you know, there's not going to be a lot of babies made. And so the people that are left can't numerically get them above replacement rate, which is 2.1. So yeah, they're they're screwed, and so it's it's kind of ironic that you know we had this big fear of, of China, and it looks like they might uh, get old before they get rich. So what uh, what countries and what economies do you see stepping up to uh, replace the the production and manufacturing and stuff that China uh, was doing or is doing now? Well, China. Yeah, so so manufacturing is really going to be automated uh, for for the most part in in most industries. It already is. So even if you know, even if China China's already been outsourcing a lot of its stuff, so it's not even making a lot of the stuff that that it used to make. It's going to like Vietnam and 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 Malaysia and some of these other places. So they're kind of just managing these other uh, you know, other groups of populations. So since uh, since COVID, like, aren't they moving tons of stuff over to India as well because of uh, exactly? Yeah. So China and India. India yeah, they've been tying up as well. And India really is where a lot of growth is happening because they ha they don't have those same problems. They have a fairly young population. They've got a very dynamic economy. They're also very creative. They're not constrained like chi the Chinese population is. There's not, you know, censorship and all that. I mean, there's still some, of course. But um, but yeah, they're, they're uh, of the developing world. If I had to place bets, it would be on India. And of the developed world, if I had to place bets, it would be on the U.S., uh, mainly because we assimilate immigrants easier than any other country. Nice. Well, that was great. That was a great summary. Thanks. Danny, I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. Hell yeah. Was it the 800 number that got you to call in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to be billed for this call. It wasn't worth it. wasn't worth it. Well... We're making change over here. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks, dude. All right. See you. All right. Bye. All right. Switched it back. I'm going to get... Steve, let me tell you, I'm going to get a lot of hell for this 
this video switching thing, and I apologize that this is happening. I, I'm not, I'm only looking at your Zoom, so I'm not. Oh, so you can't see it. The, you can't the see the nightmare it. that is occurring. Oh, on, it's on, it's uh, an absolute, truly a nightmare <laughs> that is occurring because it literally, you know, like in the Zoom window, how it like when a new caller comes in and then it like puts both in the gives them their yeah, own windows, yeah. which then moves your frame. And because I'm using like this capture thing, I'll figure it out. I apologize for my, own wait, session. are you using, um, OBS? Yes. OBS studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, stream OBS. OBS. So it like, it captures the screen, but I don't know how to, it, it can't like monitor, like track, whatever. Who cares? Nobody. Cares. Right. Right. It doesn't have track. Nobody for, gives yeah. a shit about this. Um, I'm sitting perfectly still dating. I'm, I'm a, it, I know, target. I know, I know it has, <laughs> it has nothing to do with you. And unfortunately all has to do with me. Um, we we actually missed some calls while uh but anyways phone oh. lines are open oh here we got a call we got a call uh a canadian finally the people who i did thank this, god the, the people, people who i did this for um <laughs> all right let me hold on yo be, what's going on it's gotta be a better process than this but uh tony scarboni how's it going man welcome to the show Pretty good. Uh, kind of a little bit, but uh, what's going on? What's going on? Hello. Hey hello. there. Hey. There. hey uh, well, quick question here for the young person in Canada or America who's working and and seeing a lot of crazy changes and some industries going away and others emerging. What is the move? What is the winning move? What's what's the best thing for a young person to do in terms of like? kind of making the most money or finding the most uh, the significant path of whatever, like what's, what's, what's good and what's bad. I guess it's pretty generic, but what do you see that works that that will, that'll work for a young person moving forward? You know, I, I, I hesitate to give generic advice, not knowing your personal situation or your interests, but, but if, if I had to give you something, I would say the most important thing is understanding what you value and what you don't like that is some a skill that no one has ever taught and probably will keep you from making a lot of mistakes so the first thing is what do i enjoy doing and what don't i enjoy doing and so uh and and what is important to me and what isn't so that's something that's a filter that everything should go through i'll, I'll give you a, a a personal example um i was in corporate for a very long time i was climbing the corporate ladder i was at um you know uh mastercard and and uh a citigroup and uh american express and i kept moving up and up and and then at some point like even early on i knew that it wasn't the right thing because i i'm a unconventional thinker i i don't fit in very well into corporate type boxes or, or I don't, I don't take direction really well. And so, um, so it never sat right with me. I always wanted to do something else. Didn't specifically know what it was. So one thing that I did in preparing, knowing that I eventually wanted to escape is I always lived below my means, you know, like I, it was to a point where I would have, women over my apartment they're like you live here and i'm like yeah i live here uh because i was saving i was putting away as much as possible and at some point i had um written my uh my book uh and and it was about to be published and i was uh working for american express at the time and they 
said to me, hey, you have to get all of your media, everything that you do publicly approved by us. Damn. And and because, you know, they don't need they've got a billion dollar marketing budget. They don't need me out there talking. So I, I literally logged into my uh, my investment account. I saw looked at how much money I had and I said, fuck it, I'm out. And so because it, it just wasn't worth it to me. I, and, and I reached a point because of my, you know, slumming it that I was able to put myself in a position to start finding that thing that I wanted to do. So, so the two lessons here, you know, that I could impart is the sooner you can get to deciding what that is you need to do, the, the earlier you can avoid my mistake, which is kind of feeling like you're not in that right thing, but not knowing what it is. And, you know, but if you're not get as much money as quickly as possible to buy your freedom, emancipate yourself. And, and so that way you you have options. And that gave, and so that gave me options. Sound advice, sound advice. One final thing, and I'll go. Uh, we're hearing a lot with AI, Chat GPT for job replacing. Some jobs like construction and medical aid are uh, less likely, and then other jobs like programming and, and whatever, and on a computer and a desk are more likely to be automated. What should something that someone young look for that you would see that would be something that where they can make that job, get that fuck you money and get out of there? Because I don't know if we can count on a universal based income system from a government who's moving so damn slow that AI will like run circles around them and eventually become the government at this rate uh, from what I see. But yeah, what do you think about that? I would treat these things as tools and as leverage because, you know, the, the way AI takes over is not like, okay, there used to be a job here and now it's AI. It's more like the way uh, cash registers and checkout went to, uh, you know, one person monitoring six self-checkout uh, counters or seven or eight or whatever they have. In some cases, those are actually super inefficient. Uh, but they in are. other cases quite well it really you're right because well, people don't know how to use them yeah but yeah. but that's the thing your inefficiency is still their efficiency it's whose perspective are you so you might not be a great checkout clerk because that's not what you do all day so you're all clunky and slow but because they're not dedicating resources for it you waiting online is still if more efficient to the store sure until people start stealing people start stealing <laughs> then you have to tase them in that case. Yeah, yeah. then you have the ai uh, drone uh tasing people on their way out of the store yeah exactly um all right tony thanks for calling in man thank you later bye tony scarboni everybody um that has been our our he's he's a regular caller to the show Nice. From Canada, our first Canadian who called in made it worth this 800 number, although this whole screen thing is making me rethink the entire thing. Okay. By the way, Danny, I, I love this format. I love the live interaction. This yes, is great. me too. If I could just figure out this one fucking thing. Sorry, you, you didn't need to see me get frustrated like that. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Okay, we have another caller. Let me just... Uh, hello? Hey, how's hold it going? And Daniel, how you guys doing? Oh, hold on a second would not oh hold on because yeah yeah, yeah. one second uh, i hate this thing so much i love technology and yet 
I hate technology so much. One second there, Steve. Oh, it does not want to let me link these things anymore. Hold on. Here we go. Sorry about that, Steve. It's just this personal hell that I've created for myself. Uh, who am I speaking with? Uh, you can hear me now? Or you, yes, you yes, can I can, hear, hear, I can hear you now. Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry about that. All right, all right. How's it, how's it going, Stephen and Daniel? This is Vinny from New York. How you doing? Good. Hey, good. How are you? Very New York name. I'm you. doing good. Yeah, you know, the sign of the times. Anyway, <laughs> good question. I don't want to be political, so I'm not going to get political. And I don't want to talk about the political happening today in a state in the middle. But did you guys see Joe Biden talking? Because it was funny, man. He opened up. With the ice cream Biden, stuff? Right? Yeah, with the ice cream stuff. Yeah, I caught that briefly. I didn't like I didn't see the whole context of the thing. But like, I guess they cut uh, after the shooting. They like cut straight to him and he's rambling on about ice cream or something oh. he loves the man yeah, loves i don't know ice cream. i don't know what happened there do you not like ice cream but it was pretty funny no you know, i don't it's disgusting I, I didn't see this but you know I, i'm so surprised no one talks about the fucking psychopathy of 70 and 80 year olds clinging to power what the fuck? Seriously, the the well, man, my of, president, you're talking about now, huh? All everyone, yeah. I'm watch it, Trump. Steve. I, I'm talking about all of them: Trump, Pelosi, McConnell, all these psychos. What the hell? Like, why aren't we? Why aren't more people questioning why these fuckers are? clinging on for dear life. Uh, I I mean, I know that you can get rich doing it, but why are we letting? Why are we okay with this? It's yeah. it's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, I wonder the, too old. the, the uh, extent you know. to which, you know, when you're that age, but you're so powerful, you're like, I don't want to give this up, like to just walk away from it. It's... Just go play with the grandkids. Enough already. I mean, I mean it, he could have done real... that 10 years ago. Yeah, oh, easily. <laughs> yeah. He could have done that a long time ago. He didn't want to. I mean, luxuriate in your diapers. Do whatever it takes, but don't don't burden us with your, you know, like aging and Fumfering and blubbering. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> that's my <laughs> that's my view of yeah, aging. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other questions? Well, I, I didn't want to get I didn't want to get political with it, but uh, that's fine. Yeah, and nothing you. personal thank to Joe. Know, and nothing personal to Joe except that that he should have been retired. And this is the, we shouldn't be seeing any of this. Yeah. He should this should be happening in his kitchen. Not, I do. Not I in do front joke of, about the fact that like we would never treat. How old is he? Like eighty. Or something? No, he's. He, I think he's. Two. He's a good age. Seventy nine or seventy nine. Like we would never yeah. treat uh, someone his age like this if they weren't like the president. Like the way that people like make fun of him and stuff. Like generally, it's like you cannot make fun of the elderly unless they're the president, and then it's fair game. Yeah, you're you're definitely punching up. Even yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, remember when he like fell off the bike, and then I'm like, man, it's like that's an eighty year old just fell off. Yeah, the that bike. was pretty funny too, though. <laughs> but I was like, any other eighty year old falling off a bike, and you're just like, ah, yeah. Nah, that's all funny. All of it is, unless they get hurt bad. It's still a little funny though, right? Yeah, but it's funnier if, for him, regardless of the outcome. Yeah. So anyway, my president. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right. Later. Later. That was the caller. Oh man. Okay. I gotta, 
I gotta figure out. He didn't want to get political, Danny. He did not want to get that's political. The, no, he did that's not. That's the most important thing. It's the intention that matters. It, exactly. You do not want to get political. Okay, I think I'm. I found a little stopgap measure here for um. Oh, for this video it's issue. Uh, the phone lines are open, everybody. New number one triple eight nine four nine two nine six nine. All right, we got a caller. Uh. Just so you know, Steve, there's like a brief moment when you can't hear me because I got to send this over or you can't even hear me right now. Yo. Uh, one second, Hello. please. All right. You're on the air with Steve. Yo, 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 yo. Who am I speaking yo, 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 yo. All right. You can hear me? Yep. We can yeah. hear you. Cool. Who, who's Fucking uh, hard who... money troll. Low, low, lowest of value males. Oh, this is the hard money troll? Yeah. You sound Do you not sound like the hard money troll? No, you don't. Maybe it's your line. I don't know. Using my headphones or something? I don't know. How Maybe. am I supposed to sound? Oh, okay. I don't know. Do you have a yeah. call? What? What? I wanted to talk conspiracies. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, you told me a conspiracy that Whitney Cummings was uh, actually pretty cool. And it turns out she stole my iPhone charger. What do you think about <laughs> that, Danny? Um, I'm not shitting you, bro. On, I on mean, her all production the people... writer. Yeah. Right, <laughs> on her production writer, it says iPhone charger, right? It's on yeah. every fucking thing, right? There's a whole bunch of like pens, a notepad, some fucking uh, bobby pens. Okay. And, and in parentheses next to it, it says iPhone charger. We will return this after the you know after she uses it. We will not take it, you know. Yeah. So I go, all right. I got one on me, but I need one because my phone sucks. Uh, I'll go to the Apple Store down the street and just buy a brand new one, you know. And I am. I, I got to the theater and I thought, all right, I'm gonna give her my shitty old one, you know, just in case she doesn't suck in, you know, isn't yeah. good to her word. And sure enough, she fucking stole it, dude. She stole your iPhone charger. I, I, I bet I carried, you... I carried, I carried her two mini pigs into the theater by myself. Giant mini cage, pigs? Right? <laughs> yeah, she had two mini pigs with her. Okay. Yeah, she had two min, min pigs. Two min pigs. Okay. You don't know a min pig I mean, is? everybody yeah, I know, pig. I've never met her personally, but everybody I know who is friends with her uh, speaks very highly of her, but... She might. You, uh, uh, she might you want her phone number? Uh, I'm good. On the, <laughs> so the hard. So the this. Um, he's he's also a regular caller, and he works in uh, like what do you work in production? <laughs> Comedy production, I guess it, it would be the term. Okay. Something like that. Something like that. He works yeah. doing yeah comedy shows or whatever where he does this uh, works with them or whatever. So, anyways, he. Uh, yeah, one of these one of these days when fucking. Danny's just out there in the wild thinking he's just a regular show. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, can I get a photo?" Yeah, and then uh, I'll know you know, your voice. Uh, I won't tell him who I. Maybe no, not, you won't. You didn't know my voice at the beginning well, of this sound conversation. Well, you sound different about? than all the other times I've ever spoken with you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you're you're freaking out, bro. Um, I I think it's your weird <laughs> uh, Canadian number. You're, but you know what? I actually do like this uh, this like. The, I like the idea that like multiple people can call in at once, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to pick like, up more than one person up. at one time. Although I theoretically could just have like just absolute bedlam and have eight people on the call, but I don't think I'm going to do that, but I could. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not. 
Uh, yeah, you could. Right. Nobody's stopping. This is America. Correct. Uh, all right. Hard money troll. Thanks, pal. All right. All right. I got one last thing to say before I cut out. Yes. And that's that wimp, Matt St. Combe, needs to get his muscles in shape because the hard <laughs> money troll's coming for him, bro. Later, I'm coming dude. for you, Matt St. Combe. I'm coming. <laughs> I did not get that reference. But uh, I it's, um, it's a mutual friend we have. Uh, okay. I don't think anybody else gets that reference, but he... He persists. He persists in his uh, in his calling. All right. Um, phone lines are open, everybody. One triple eight nine four nine two nine six nine. We are joined with us by Steve Factor. If, if you're joining us late, futurist. So um, before anybody else calls in and we get uh, interrupted. So you you've talked about this the loneliness epidemic which I, I actually uh, I, I agree with you on this. Now, you, you also obviously talk about AI. Have you, do you know about that thing, Replica AI? No, I don't think I've heard of it. Okay, well, hold that thought because we've got a caller, and then All right. we'll, we'll go back. We'll, we'll take callers until they leave us alone. <laughs> hey, Danny. Uh, hello, just one second, please. All right, welcome to the show. Who am I speaking with? Uh, no, it's, it's Kevin Collin. Uh, I just wanted to know his opinion about aliens and the spy balloons and stuff. That was all. I don't really have anything else. Aliens and the spy balloons. Okay, sure. And whether or not it's like ancient stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Your, your show is awesome. All right, thanks, I, I, Well, the on the aliens thing, I think people need something to believe in, and it aliens is a thing to believe in. And so whether it exists or not, you know, if now that fewer and fewer people are religious, it's one of those things, just like, you know, Bitcoin is a thing to believe in, just like climate change is a thing. So there's a lot of religions breaking out. And yeah, when the government validates it, or you can say, hey, the government is lying because that's, you know, a conspiracy thing to do. Or you say, finally, I have been vindicated all these years I've spent looking at the sky and, you know, and, and trying to break into Area 51. And finally, this this is it. So whichever side of it you're on, I think it's a distraction at the end of the day, but maybe a healthy one to some extent, because uh, we're running out of fun, mysterious, hopeful things to believe in. And Aliens is about as innocuous as it gets. Yeah. Well, I kind of agree on that one. Yeah, you're um, you're you're not a crypto guy. A lot of people in the comments right now are talking about Bitcoin, specifically buying it. Uh, yeah, you are not, not a, crypto a crypto guy. guy. Correct. Um, so yeah, what, so I, <laughs> I've got I got uh, attacked back. I wrote a Forbes article. I guess it was like 2013 on crypto. I I even mentioned Bitcoin in my book, like in 2011. So Damn. so I've been. Because you didn't mention buying it. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> definitely. No, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I've done all right. But yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's no, true. I'm just kidding. But here's, yeah, I'm I'm not a uh, a big fan because for a lot of reasons, but I think it, at the end of the day, it violates a principle that I 
believe in, which is um, it creates friction and innovation is supposed to remove friction. And, you know, the, the, the exchange, and it doesn't really solve a, a big problem, you know? So I think there it's pure speculation. No Bitcoin, no crypto is used to purchase anything outside of the speculative ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, and I know that, you know, people have tried NFTs and all this other stuff to, and try to create some utility for it. I but guess there's the, a store of value. Uh, that's the ca case to be made. It's not the store of value. It's the story of value yeah. that they that they're selling you well and there's, I mean, th listen yeah because the, the, there's always like these little like interesting parts to it but there's always these parts where it kind of falls off like you know the idea that uh many like over history like many people have say like fled a country because they were no longer welcome there and you could kind of only take whatever possessions you have with you and maybe if right. you're lucky enough to have like a sack of diamonds or something you can bring those with you and those are valuable whereas I guess theoretically with with Bitcoin and this is like this part's interesting where you're like, yeah, you could have a hundred million dollars in Bitcoin and transport it in your brain. But the problem is yeah. still at the end of the day, wherever you wind up to go turn that into fiat currency still becomes a problem. Yeah, the, the, the problem is the choke points and the choke points are many. You know, the uh, traditional banking system is a choke point. Uh, 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 networks are choke points, you know, so you you can find ways to, to ban almost anything. Uh, actually, Android and, and Apple can delete apps off your phone. So if you're using the official app store, they can they can uh, take those out if they wanted to. So so there's multiple choke points along the entire value chain. So at any point, this the rug can be pulled, especially in a sophisticated economy like ours. And if we ever get to a point where the Bitcoin scenario comes into play and we're in that, you know, like, oh my God, everything's going to shit. And, you know, thank God I have cryptocurrency. You'll want a gun and, and, and cigarettes and, and ammo you're, and a boat. You're not going to be, and maybe and, fuel. Land, and some land and, and land and all kinds of things. You're, you're, you're the means of exchanging digital uh, coins will be very low on your priority list. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so that as well. yeah, so so I think listen, fine, speculate, treat it however you want in terms of you know don't I, I wouldn't put any money that I couldn't afford to lose, but if you're having fun and it's a recreational thing and you're not putting all your hopes and dreams on it, knock yourself out. Yeah, but sure. but beyond that, there's there's no utility. And so yeah, some of it is kind of cool. I w I went way. I used to be all over the place. I thought it was the biggest scam in the world forever, and then I somehow got roped into it. And then and then and then I had a bunch of money in FTX. So then now I'm back to it's all a scam. Yeah, it, whether it's a Ponzi scheme <laughs> or not, it's still Ponzi economics because it relies on a next batch of people coming along to raise the price of your. Yeah, 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 yeah. The greater fool theory or whatever. But yeah, uh, there are some cool crypto. I will say one thing that I use actually that I use all the time, which is oddly a crypto project. I don't know why, though. But it's how I found out about it is like this thing called Dent. And it's um, it's basically like you can buy people's data when you travel. So it, it's an app. Hmm. So like say you travel to a different country, you don't have a phone there. And it's really cheap. I, I remember using it. And I couldn't even believe it worked, but it works very well. But like, you know, for three dollars, you go to some country and just buy a data package in some random country that you're in and then just use it. But they expire in like, you know, a week 
but you're buying it from somebody else. I don't know how it works, but it works pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, look, there you can come up with a bunch of these. And in most cases, there's a non-crypto solution that would be as easy or more frictionless. Yeah, yeah. actually, even now that I say it's that. It's not I'm a like, good database. It's not a good database. Yeah. It's very inefficient when you have to make replicas across multiple copies all over the world. Yeah, yeah. And also, I do buy, I was like, when I now that I think about it, I'm like, I buy the data packages with, just my credit card but they right. have it's one of those things where they just have some crypto component uh to it so anyways all right so it's more uh, of a marketing angle yeah it's more of a marketing angle i don't know what the crypto exactly i don't know exactly what the token is even used for but um that's not neither here nor there all right phone lines are open if anybody wants to call in we have a little bit of time uh remaining with our guests so so uh, let's talk about Elon Musk. I think we'll get to that. I have a few things on my list. And I mean, if there's anything that you have that you wanted to bring up that we haven't got to, too, feel, yeah, yeah, feel, no. feel free to, because uh, I, I kind of have just like a, a, a list here. But um, I don't know if you want to talk about that or if, or something else. No, no, no. I, I well, I, I want you to lead because I, sure. I know your you know, your interests. I, I, I'm here to please. <laughs> so um, Elon Musk, are you a fan of his? I, I'm not, not a fan. I'm not, I'm not one of those people with a strong opinion. I think, I think, um, Elon Musk is a vessel for the inevitable. He just happens to be in a, a, you know, pole position for certain industries. So he's done amazing things and probably arguably single-handedly, uh, created the electric car industry. So on that, you know, I respect him completely. And, and yes, I know there's all kinds of people that criticize, oh, he didn't invent it. He wasn't the founder of, Te of yeah, Tesla yeah, and all, yeah. all that stuff. I, I don't, it doesn't matter because he's the one that pushed it over the line with his vision, with his resources, with whatever else he had. So, so for that, I have deep respect for what he's accomplished despite whatever faults he might have. So, um, but that said, I have, you know, if I zoom out just a little bit, um, I view a lot of these visionary people as vessels of the inevitable because a lot of what's out there is um they're standing on the shoulders of a lot of innovations that have come before them and so a lot of these things a lot of the research a lot of the technologies a lot of the capabilities a lot of the platforms are there and maybe they just haven't been assembled in a certain way. So, um, you know, like a, a good example is Steve Jobs, right? When when they came out with the iPod, there were already MP3 players and hard drive MP3 players. They were just kind of shitty and the usability maybe wasn't great. And putting songs wasn't that, putting songs on them wasn't that easy. But um, someone was going to do it. The pieces were there. Same thing with the iPhone. The the palm was not that far off. If you look at a palm pilot yeah. and you look at the handspring, launching icons and touchscreen and, you know, and, and you know, uh, typing on a screen is not uh, an Apple invention. No, it was no, no. There. I remember having a palm pilot too. And because I was like, this is going to be the coolest thing in the world. And then you're like, yeah, this is. Yeah. And, and, cool. and, no disrespect, you know, he was a, a tremendous designer, tremendous visionary for assembling all of these capabilities in an elegant form. But 
they were in the ether. No new technology per se was invented. So, you know, maybe on the margins, uh, the app store, things like that. But, um, but so Elon, you know, I, I think once, once you have enough things invented, you end up on a track unless there's some sort of black swan event that knocks you off that track. Right. You know, it's sort of like, um, it's sort of like, um, imagine the wild west, right? The wild west, you had to cut through the forest to get anywhere, right? So you didn't know where those paths are going to be, where the, you know, trip, trip wires are going to be, where, you know, hostile enemies were going to be. But once you have paved roads, there's only so many ways you're going to make it to Kiev if you're the Russians, right? You're, <laughs> you're going to take one of the paved roads that already exist inside the country. Yeah, um, and, yeah. so, and so your optionality starts to shrink. So the more paving we do of our knowledge spaces, of the tools that we use, the less optionality there exists and the more inevitable the outcomes become. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, I think, pretty well said. Um, all right. We have uh, a question from, let me actually pull this up, from one of our patrons. His name is Hero. Uh, and this is, uh, he has, it's a three parter, actually four parter, but we'll, we'll Oh my God. I need, we'll do this, I need a pen. <laughs> we'll do this one at a time. No, we'll do this one at a time. He, he, he wants to know, uh, do you think people will flee major cities, uh, due to the way they're currently being administered? Uh, yeah, I think, well, I, I, they, they already have been even before COVID, if you look at New York as an example, uh, it had a net outflow of people for, I think, between seven to 10 years, if I'm not mistaken, uh, through 2019. So even before COVID hit. And a lot of it has to do with just pure numbers, you know, like forget about the crime, which is definitely a problem, uh, but just the, the tax rate, cost of living, cost of uh, apartments and your ability to earn, if those things aren't in alignment, you're going to seek other opportunities. So, and because New York as an example, and San Francisco is another one, they're so distorted and there's, you know, there or at least up until the pandemic were so few places to live. And the, the laws were so oppressive in terms of new construction. And, and even the real estate was limited because there's only so much you can, you can build um, in, in some of these areas, Manhattan's an, an island. So that alone pushes people out. And um, so I think there is, especially now post-COVID, a reordering happening where people, you know, did this whole like remote work thing, but I don't think that's going to be a forever uh, thing either. I think people are going to start forming new clusters in these new places that they move to. And it's, I actually think it's a very healthy thing. You know, like you saw those podcast people kind of build around Joe Rogan and, yeah. and Austin, you saw, you know, uh, some other people like tech people move to Miami. And I think it's healthier to have that distribution because it gives breathing room to the population and gives them options to go to these other places and hopefully make those hubs for startups or 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 creativity or whatever else all right okay we're gonna take a call here quickly uh one second and i swear i'm gonna figure this out a little better all right thanks for calling low value mail who am i speaking with 
Hey, what? what's up? This is Johnny. Hey, what's up? Hey, Johnny. Hey. Hey. Um, so my question, uh, I joined a little bit late, uh, but it's just around energy. Like, where do you see the future of energy? Um, like, is it in the fission or fusion that they recently uh, were able to complete in the last couple months? Also, just in terms of like solar, do you see more people having their own like home personal like battery setups and being kind of like off the grid? Um, I was recently looking into some of that. It seems like it's come a long way over the last couple of years with those lithium phosphate or phosphorus iron batteries. They're a lot more safe and um, can cycle through a lot more. Just curious, like what, what you see in general about energy and also like I'm going to touch a little on solar. Yeah, I, I think the way to look at energy is the way you look at a Swanson plate. Remember, you know, those frozen dinners where you have the, the sections for the main course and the side dish oh, the, and the, the TV dessert? dinners, yeah, the yeah. TV dinners. Yeah. 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 yeah so, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there are very few things that we currently have that are clean that are main courses. Uh, there are uh, a few side dishes and desserts. So, um, hydro, um, uh, solar, uh, a lot of the, the wind are side dishes. They're very good in certain use cases. Like if you have a house, uh, you can probably power it off solar. You can have a wind farm that's good for a um, limited geographic area because uh, electricity doesn't travel that well to other locate to distant locations. You lose too much of it. So again, it's confined to a certain area and also takes up a lot of land mass. Um, and then fusion, uh, which I think so, uh, fission and fusion are are both options. One is probably twenty years away, uh, and and if that, but it's also been. 20 years away for the last uh, 70 years, or no, maybe to be fair, the last 40 years, probably since the 80s, they've been talking about it aggressively. So I think only um, nuclear can fill that main uh, main course uh, com uh, compartment in, in the TV dinner. And so, um, you know, and, and batteries are the obvious constraint for storage of electric, uh, you know, even with the cars, it's such a huge constraint with um, lithium. Uh, you know, they're you know they're discovering more and more, but the extraction process and just everything involved with recycling it, it's not a slam dunk in terms of cleanliness. In fact, driving an old car, I've, there was a Japanese study. Uh, that showed that driving an old car into the ground is actually much greener than a premature replacement with uh, an electric. So, wow. um, yeah. So I mean, it doesn't like a ton, up. didn't like a ton of uh, electric energy, like just derived from coal as well. Like they get it. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of it. Yeah. So the conversion to electric. So this is the, this is the irony. So China is converting uh, not, not necessarily converting. So, so China, there's a lot of first time car ownership just because people are now for the first time able to afford vehicles. And so, uh, so they're not replacing a fleet. So that that's already greener. And secondly, 
what they're doing is they announced they're building 150 nuclear power plants over the next 15 years. So their back end is going to be clean while our back end is still coal or, or some sort of fossil fuel in a lot of cases. And we're doing premature substitution. So we're like we're 0 for 2 in terms of, uh, of green, just buying, a, 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 you know, a, a Tesla or something to replace a perfectly good um fairly clean uh, gas car is not necessarily green. In fact, most likely it isn't. Yeah. So right. I don't and know if I fully answered your question. Of, Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. That was, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Thank you. All right, cool. Thanks for calling it. You're welcome. Oh, okay. Can I? Yeah, yeah. Nope. All right. Bye. Oh, all right. Oh, can I, can I do one more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Shoot. All right, this is random. Uh, you don't have, uh, but like, is there any like characteristics in like women that would be ad advantageous? Like, would it be helpful to have a, a woman as a wife who's like more into tech or not into tech? Or do you see anything in terms of like, uh, like future mating that will be like advantageous to look for in a partner or like things to, uh, you know, steer away from just with the changing landscape of everything? Do you have, I don't know, any? That's a good question. Yeah, that's a tough one. Well, I, I don't have an exhaustive answer, but I do have a recent uh, revelation uh, personally. Um, so uh, two things. So one, the obvious one that a lot of people talk about is, you know, aligning on what what you want to do right, with your life, right? Where you want to live. Is, is a good example or or uh, just kind of uh, the type of lifestyle economically aligning is, is also important. So just that alignment of do we want the same things? Do we have the same kind of views on money and on children and on all those things? So I, I think aligning those views is really important. But there's one that I recently realized um, is more important than I gave her credit for is fitness compatibility. Because the relationship will start to default to the least fit individual in the relationship. So if you're a couch potato and your wife was uh, formerly active, uh, she will become formerly active and right. she will she will default to whatever your vegetation state is. So that's an underappreciated. And listen, you know, there is something to be said where she makes you better. But if she just makes you angry uh, because she wants to go out and hike and you want to sit home and watch, you know, uh, succession that might be a mixed marriage of sorts yeah so so i mean sometimes you probably one. just don't know until the, too late anyways with that stuff sometimes yeah. yeah but yeah that's a good that's a good uh point awesome thank you that was super useful all right take care great all right. yep bye all right. all right um i don't want to report this okay um uh that was uh was her call i didn't catch his name actually not that it's important. Uh, his name uh, is Johnny. Johnny. All right. Well, you're writing it down. I got. I, I I'm feel writing like it I, down. I feel like the Wizard of Oz over here. I got so many cranks and levers back here. I'm covering for you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um. Okay. We're gonna. We're gonna. We have time for maybe another caller. Maybe two. Uh. What was I talking? About? Oh yeah. I wanted to talk about the. Uh. The loneliness thing. Oh yeah. So replica AI. There's there's an AI chatbot that this woman. Um, created, I can't remember what her name is, but she basically oh. created it to speak with her. I think it was like her dead husband or something. Yeah, her dead husband. Yeah, I, I've I've heard about. It. I tweeted it a while back. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but I it's like this. it's become yeah. this like phenomenon. 
Like this huge. Oh, I didn't realize. Because this, this was like maybe two, three years ago I heard of it. Yeah. So she made this thing. I mean, props on her. But like, I, I think this company has like several billion dollar valuation right now. Like her, her wow. company or whatever. But then they uh, guys were because it's like $70 a year to sign up for it. And you can make this like. Mm. But then guys were um, making these replica girlfriends that they were then like falling in love with. Yeah. And then I guess Replica was like, you know what? We're not trying to be that kind of app. So then they removed like this, this option like for, and then all these guys are like really upset. Cause they're like, this is my, you killed my girlfriend basically. Yeah. I, <laughs> wait, well, did you, well, I, I have a thought on it, but did you have a specific? Well, I was just saying, cause you were talking about the, um, yeah. the epidemic of loneliness. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I tweeted this jokingly, but I actually think it's it's very real, which is this coming merger of all of the AI that's developing on one hand, like this uh, replica AI and those synthetic Japanese robots that have been that they're building. I mean, the Japanese are doing everything in their power to not actually have sex with each other. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're synthesizing everything. And um and so that is a legitimate outlet. It may not be satisfactory to some people who, you know, have an alternative, but a lot of people increasingly uh, either won't or aren't even developing the skills or the economic wherewithal to 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 be a, vi a viable partner. Yeah. And so if that's the case then you're almost going to need this. So forget UBI. Uh, you, uh, you need like universal. Uh, basic <laughs> intimacy. Porn. You, no, I mean, yeah. Universal basic. Yeah. Like, intimacy. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because that is a more. You're going to have a lot of unrest potentially in societies that can't mate. And I'm actually surprised there's not more of it in China because they've got a, a sausage fest over there. Right. They've yeah, got, yeah. I think, 350 million more men than women. 200 to 300 million. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's like I'm something like some them. staggering. Uh, Crazy numbers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's go back to uh, a question from our Patreon. Uh he asks, this is from the same guy. He says, are there currently any oversight to how AI is being used and programmed to mitigate any unforeseen consequences? This is somewhat similar to what we were uh, just, just talking about. Yeah, you know, I, I heard an interview with Sam Altman, and he says that, you know, they're trying to monitor. He's the, the guy who runs uh, OpenAI, yeah. and, which is ChatGPT. And he, he says they're trying to monitor all the jailbreaks and that it's not you know obvious what those are going to be at this point so i i don't think they're going to be able to constrain everything but in the process of constraining the ai they're also going to be by proxy constraining uh speech because you know you've seen those examples right where people say hey write a poem about uh joe biden and it writes this beautiful poem makes you want to cry and then uh it's like write a poem about donald trump's like i'm sorry yeah yeah <laughs> it's a bit too much for ai a little too racy. yeah we can't 
Yeah, we can't do that. So, um, so you know, so AI is just an extrapolation of the value system and the risk management profile of the corporation that owns it. And so what ends up happening there is it, it becomes the more they try to constrain these use cases, the more constrained all the second order uses are, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're using it to monitor cameras or you're using it to monitor, you know, like to, you know, to do certain office work or creative work or whatever, those constraints are going to be the walls of the technology. And those are also going to be the walls of the images you generate for uh, DALI. Yeah, it's for everything. Yeah, we were on our boys cast. We were talking. We had Martin Shkreli on, and he said that they have a, a hacked version of the Facebook one. That yeah, no, I heard that. I heard he, that. Yeah, he say, he's saying it has no guardrails, and he's like, you could ask it, and it'll just give you the answers, and they're not good. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes he's like, they're not. Sometimes you're like, there's a case almost for when they say, yeah, this needs some guardrails, but then you're also like, I don't know, how much can you really restrict it? I guess, especially with this crazy revolutionary thing. Well, the the part that that no one is talking about, and the, the, you know, again, I don't know specifically. It'll depend on the AI. You know, one of the functions it performs right now is writing code. So you can ask it to write code. But if it ever gains access to writing its own code, that yeah. can be a bypass that no one can foresee. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I'm going to wrap this up here. Uh, Steve, is there anything else you wanted to add? No, I, I I've got a whole bunch yeah, of stuff. I, that, I think uh, people got a good idea of you. Where can they find you? Where can people find you? If they want just to go more? to, uh, yeah, just uh, look up, uh, idea factory, uh, on with a K Twitter and yeah, with a K and then Steve factor on all the social platforms and, uh, go to the McFuture podcast, check it out. There's a bunch of cool stuff. It's a, it's a fun look at trends and my, uh, <laughs> wicked opinions on what those <laughs> might, how they might play out. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, I think I speak. Thanks for the invite that we appreciate you having me. Uh, everybody go follow, Steve and go check out his podcast the after show we're going to start at 11 p.m. as always uh, if you want to join that uh, just hit up patreon.com slash low value mail locals or YouTube all right thank thanks very much Steve uh, for joining us uh, thanks this Danny. week and I will see everybody no episode of the bathhouse tomorrow night but I'll catch you all next week we might be back on Thursday night uh, have a good night everybody see you soon Empathic abilities, yeah, my face be also stolen. Bleep blow nigga, that just means I'm working. They see me as a leader, so that's why I'm Captain Kirkin. These tracks from the stars, that much is for certain. You can feel this here if you up or if you hurt. I'm raising my stock, not talking my feet as I'm burkin'. Number Johnny Five got a fucking short circuit. Bring the track to life when I spit phenomenal. When I hit, she feel that shit at her abdominals. These rappers make me laugh like comic, do they comic do. You know I got a ball out, I hit the track running just like Sonic do. They don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah. Turn on my light switch. Yeah, and they tried to down me up some KO type shit. Yeah, they don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah, now we pulling up fresh on some flight shit. Ah. They don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah, they don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah. They don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah, they was trying to get me on my hype shit. Yeah, they don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah, and they tried to down me up some KO type shit. Yeah, they don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah, I'm pulling up fresh on some.